0: Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Um... My, uh, my greatest enemy is the dentist, I believe. Uh, you think it'd be something important, like, uh, a big industry, or, uh, politicians, or, uh, I don't know, my neighbor, or, <laughs> or uh, uh, the, uh, the police. Or, uh, I don't know, something else. It's not. It's the dentist. You know, I'm 40-something and change. And I've spent more time at the dentist than anyone I know. Uh, my, my my, you know, pushing 80-year-old parents as well. Spent more time in the dentist's office than anybody I know. Now, when you get to be old, you know, my grandparents were, uh, spent a lot of time in a in a hospital, in a doctor's offices, etc. I know it's unavoidable. Once you get up past 60-something, it's unavoidable, right? But nobody should be going to a dentist's office, uh, I don't know, five, six times a year when they're in their uh, 30s and 40s. Nobody should be doing that. But I think I personally spend more time with a dentist than anybody I know. Which has uh, left me with Impressions. About the dental practice in general, impressions about uh, uh, who they are as people, what that is as an industry, systemically, whatever. Uh, And they're not good impressions. Now that said, I've been of many a decent dentist, nice people, in fact I think of two in particular out of all the years, two that were very nice people, they were honest, they were upfront, they were uh, flexible. Uh, I think when you go to a mechanic, this is a good, a good uh, analogous thing. When you go to a mechanic, uh, you know they're honest when they give you options. They'll be like, well, you got this, that, and the other wrong with this. You could fix them all for uh, a couple thousand dollars. Or I would recommend you fix this and this and let the other things go for now if you're on a budget. And if you tell that person, well, I'm real strapped, they'll be like, well, all right, you better just do the one thing because without that, you're in trouble. That's an honest mechanic. Uh, and an honest dentist, I would be looking for the same thing. So let's say you got a mouth full of, You got a disaster mouth. Uh, <laughs> the dentist should like look and observe and be like, well, this is... If, if this is a picket fence... Uh, you got a couple of pickets here that are have termite damage. You're going to have to replace those or they're going to fall right out. Uh, and then there's a couple over here. They could just use some painting. But but if you don't paint them soon, the cracks are going to start to get bigger. And maybe bugs get in. I don't know. Whether, maybe they warp. Uh, this sort of thing. And uh, I, I feel like I need that. So the kind of dentist I've been to. You go in there with a... You know, it ain't a pretty fence, but it's a working picket fence. It works fine. Maybe there's a couple of loose places where you could you could pound the nails in a little tighter or whatever. But then the, 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 the fence doctor looks at the whole thing and says, Tsk, tisk, you're really not taking care of this fence. Boy, this whole thing right here has got to go. You know what we have now? We have vinyl fencing. And we can replace the whole thing for a couple thousand dollars. More like 10 or 20. And then we can get you set up for the rest of your life. Look at that. But if you don't take care of this old wood fence right now, look at this. this, old, this is all going to fall apart. Tap, 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 tap. Doesn't that hurt? Well, of course it hurts. I just tapped on it. See, that shouldn't hurt like that. So you might want to consider yanking them out and getting some of them implants or whatever. This is what it's like at the dentist. I know this is boring and self-indulgent, but that's... My experience—it leaves me thinking that I don't know. A lot of medical practice is sort of—it's—it's uh, it's spotty where their uh, where their loyalties lie and what their priorities are, where their ethics are. Now, I know they take an oath and all that, but once they start buying equipment, they gotta take an oath to their creditors, and then <laughs> that's an unbreakable vow, my friends. That is the in Hogwarts terms. That is the, uh, the oh, I forgot. There's a name for an unbreakable vow. I can't remember what it is. Very nerdy. All right. You know, recently I was sitting at the grocery store. We got a nice grocery store out here called Whole Foods, which is, by whole, they mean all of your money. The whole amount of your wallet is what it is to go in there, and that's fine, because everything in there is supposedly... You know, ethical and, and sound and all of that. Organic. Eh, it's, uh, it's hippy-dippy, but we all get sucked into that. I did. I'm sucked into that. I believe in that. It's better than Walmart steaks. If I go to Whole Foods, it's going to cost me a lot of money. But I know that the pigs and the, and the cows or whatever are not injected with whatever. With, 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 the, with the bodybuilding steroids. However, if you go to Walmart to get your steak... God knows. Those could be Trump Stakes. And who knows? Nobody wants to buy those. Nobody should be buying Trump Stakes at this point. The man does not need any more of your money. Alright? Don't stay at his places and don't get Trump Stakes. Don't... Please. Look, he's doing fine. Just, you know, let him figure it out. Sorry. Divergent. Okay. Uh, I always sit at the Whole Foods. And the Whole Foods over here is nice. It's got a bar and a restaurant there. It's, I wouldn't call it a restaurant. It's more like a deli. A deli where you can sit at the bar and order craft beers. And craft beers has become sort of a... Unfortunately, a bit of a... A, 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 a hobby of mine. <laughs> I enjoy a craft beer. I always hated beer, to be honest. Back in the day. Because beer came in two flavors. Which was like... Pea, and beer-flavored pea. And that's the flavors they came in. But they're much better now. They're excellent, actually. And I maybe have acquired a taste for it or whatever. As my taste buds die off in this disaster mouth of mine. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there enjoying a slice of pie. Pizza pie, not the other kind. Slice of pizza there and uh, from the Whole Foods. Organic. Uh, a vegan pizza. Can you imagine such a thing? Sounds disgusting, right? No. I beg to differ. It is not disgusting. It's delicious. Roasted vegetables, artichoke hearts, all of the beautiful things on this pizza. I didn't even miss the cheese. It was excellent. I'm sitting there enjoying a vegan slice and having a nice cold craft beer and, and, and an old lady, probably in the 90s. I believe she said 89. Sits down next to me, tiny old lady Sophia from the Golden Girls is tiny, old and old, and but but you know less less troubled than Sophia. She sits down next to me, and she starts a conversation as lonely old ladies I want to do, and that's okay. She was a sweet lady, and eventually the conversation went on as long as my slice of beer lasted, and then I was like, well, I have to do my shopping, miss but I'm very sorry to leave you because you are a fount of wisdom or a fount of something. A fount of, of, of information. Wisdom, eh, debatable. Some of it was good. There were takeaways. There were takeaways. Uh, anyway, she was a fount that bubbled over. And I sat and, and, and drank from that fount. Uh, and anyway... One of the last things she said to me. So, she's a health nut. She's sitting there at the bar. I don't know why she's sitting at the bar. Probably because she saw another lonely soul. And, you know, lonely souls tend to, to attract each other. Uh, we could have had a, a Harold and Maude situation going if we were both not maybe 20 years older than those two characters are supposed to be. Anyway, uh, and in a, she's sitting there and she's got this green juice in a. In a She got a smoothie and she told me that 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 had to be uh, 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 sesame seeds and kale and all the greens. It was a power green smoothie. And I'm like, oh, you drink those. And she's like, I wrote a health book. And my health book is basically, it sounds to me like the health book is consists of a few pages uh, Xeroxed that say drink kale and, and sesame seeds. Tahini, sorry. Tahini's a, a sesame seed butter, I suppose. I learned this from the Fount of Wisdom. Oh, okay, where was I going with this? The, one of the last things she told me is that the, 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 the doctor is the number one cause of death in the country. It's the last, one of the last things she told me. She said they took her husband, which was dark, which was a dark thing to say. And I didn't know what how to follow that, except for, well, I'm very sorry. I, I, I and she says, they almost took me, because they gave me a prescription that would have killed me. And I spent days in the hospital. So I didn't want to argue with the logic, because technically she was saved by the same people who killed her. But eh, let's not, uh, you know, let's not get into that. I didn't want to get into an argument. She knows what she's talking about. But I get what she's saying, you know. Uh, the sentiment behind that is is something, because I noticed the same thing with my parents. My my father recently had his gallstone or gallbladder removed for no reason, because they couldn't figure out what was really wrong. With uh, some sort of esophagus problem in the end, <clears throat> but but it, it's a difficult argument to make that the doctors who took out his gallbladder were, were working for profit and were, were evil and were probably going to kill him when they're the same people who figured out he had, a, he had an esophagus issue and, and, and had him dealing with that too. You know, it's a hard argument to make. Because those that die in the hands of a doctor, they probably uh, have hard feelings, yes, if they were alive to have hard feelings. Their families definitely do, and those that live, in the hands of a doctor, those who survive, who have miraculous recoveries and whatnot, those people also have strong feelings about a doctor in, in the other, in the opposite direction, right? So uh, this is this is how I spend most of my life, by the way. Anytime somebody brings up an argument, I'm like a pro con org of 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 human beings. I can't make up my mind about anything. So this is how I feel about the dentist. Long story, longer. The dentist. Has uh, done a lot of good for me, I guess. But they've also done a lot of bad. And different dentists have done different things. What's my point? I got bad mouth. I got oral paranoia is what I got. And I don't want to have oral paranoia. And I wouldn't have it if it weren't for the dentist in the first place. The dentist gave me that little gift uh, over the years. Because I got receding gum line and crooked teeth. And all kinds of nonsense. And I've had them all fixed. And I'm looking at another set. That's why I'm bringing this up. I went to for a consultation to have a procedure done for your gums to basically plump them up like a ballpark frank. Because when your gums recede and you're not that old, it's kind of weird. And and, and they tell you you're going to lose your teeth. And losing my teeth because I got the oral paranoia is is one of the scariest things in the world. I I dream about it. And I do all kinds of preventative nonsense to, to not lose my teeth. And yet I go to the dentist more than anybody I know. Because they've sucked me in. So it does seem a little bit evil. But anyway, there's a procedure now to plump up your teeth... your your gum line like a ballpark Frank. But it involves injecting collagen. Now, I've already had a gum procedure three times. And those gum procedures were the worst things in the world. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a nightmare. So, uh, God bless you if you have to have a gum procedure. I'm sorry. I feel for you. you. You have my utmost sympathies, my 100% sympathies. I'm so sorry. And I hope you survive it. Apparently, technology's changed whatever. That's what the doctor was telling me. What they did to you was medieval science. He didn't say that, but that's kind of the implication. We don't do that anymore. you know. Dismissive. We don't do that anymore. Well, how old are you, doctor? You look to be, I don't know, 50 years old. You probably did it at some point. But we don't do that anymore. Tisk tisk on you for getting such a medieval pr- pr- procedure done. The medieval procedure, by the way, a harvest. I love that word. Harvest is the word they keep throwing around. Basically, they cut scraps off of your palate. Sounds like fun, right? Roof of your mouth. Cut some scraps and then and then paste those scraps over your gum line. And that is a friggin' nightmare. And I, I'm I'm glossing over the finer details because I would hate for you to lose your lunch. Uh, it's awful, and it's right in your face, and you're awake. And uh, believe me, any surgery you gotta have, it's bad, right? If you're awake, but if it's in your face, uh, it, it'll make you reconsider some things. I'll tell you that, because they can't hide the blood from you when it's in your face. And they can't hide the pressure from you when they're pushing on your face. And they can't hide the needle from you when it's coming at your face. There's a giant fish hook thing they use to do suturing. I don't know. I've been sutured many times, but I never really stared at the needle before. I never got a good good look at that needle. Because, you know, once the needle comes out, you're like looking away. Well, try looking away when it's in your face. Anyway, they got a better procedure now where it involves injecting, which still sounds awful, but at least it's... And and Oh, by the way, needles still involved. That was my first question. How many needles are involved? How many fish hooks am I going to have jammed through my gums from front to back? How many of those are we doing? And he's like, well, we still got to do that to hold the, the injected material in place. Like, oh, great. That sounds like fun. I can't wait. I really can't wait going to be good. Well, I can't afford it anyway. What was my point? Dennis are, uh, I got a complicated relationship with them, and I got an oral paranoia. And I don't think those are good things to go through life with at all. Contemplating that. Uh, wear a night guard, everybody. Keep yourself from grinding your teeth and whatever when you get stressed. Do that. Just do that. Stay, you know, get your cleanings, and, and don't let the dentist talk you into a bunch of stuff you may or may not need. And I'll probably be a hypocrite with that advice. I had a friend who worked in the pharmaceutical industry, and I was at a party where he was arguing with uh, someone liberal who was bringing up that the big big pharma was, was a bad thing, right? Big pharma controlled the drug prices and all that. And his his counter-argument was, well, I work for big pharma, and without the money that they charge for those medications, we can't really do the research that it takes to get the medications produced. Because the medications are very expensive. And all the research that goes into years of development on a medicine that doesn't actually pan out, that doesn't do what it's supposed to do, or, uh, or just gives you an erection like other failed medications tend to do, eh, seem to have done pretty well with that little mistake. Um, a lot like the post-it note story. Uh, sorry, anyway, uh, when it doesn't pan out, they waste a lot of money, right? And then they got to start over. And it's years of development before they actually get anything that's marketable in the U.S. Okay, so they got to spend a lot of money to make money, right? So they got to charge a lot of money to make the money back, so they continue to do that. And the cycle continues. This is the argument the dentist has. Because when I recently went to a dentist and got a really big bill and a really big recommendation for another really big bill, and I looked at the recommendation, I'm like, is this completely necessary because this seems excessive? And they told me, well, if you want to continue to come back here, you've got to do what we tell you to do. And I said, all right, thank you. And I went to another dentist. And I asked that dentist, is that ethical? And that dentist told me, well, you got HMO insurance. And when you got HMO insurance, the dentist makes very little off of, of routine things. So what they do is they upsell you. You, you want fries with that sort of idea. All right. Well, that's unethical. And he says, yeah, but the equipment, you know, there's a lot of expense. So the dentist can't really make a lot of money by taking HMO only. So they got to find ways to get their uh, investment back. And that's all perfectly logical. So again, a double argument that, that leads you nowhere. So what's the answer? I don't know. Medieval dentistry that didn't cost so much, less equipment, Uh, maybe offices in a bad part in the neighborhood or something, I don't know. What is the answer? I don't know. This is getting into the healthcare debate. Nobody's got an answer. They've only got, well, if we do this, then this, but then this will happen. The insurance companies need money to cover the people who are sick. If they don't get money, they can't cover anybody. The whole thing will bottom out, that's what they say. And these arguments go round and round. So, what is the answer? Do I fu- continue to fund these unethical dentists so that they can have nice equipment that I benefit from directly? It's complicated, right? And I hate it. I hate these kinds of arguments. I wish I want to live in a black and white world like everybody else, where they're like, no, this is evil, this is good. I got it all figured out. But there's always a counter argument, isn't there? And the counterarguments are pretty good. Mm, and I'm not smart enough to figure out a better counter-argument. So, here we go. I'd be no good in debate club. Well, I could debate myself. I'd be good at that. I'd do that all day. All right. Oral paranoia and the dentist. Uh, this is Leonard Angelo.